put that scripture up on the screen for me for a moment. Thank you, O Lord. Thank you, O Father God. There's Acts chapter 13 on the screen. Yes, I just want to read this to you. The Lord wants you to leave here today with this. There are a lot of people that want to hear from God and they want to experience God. The same desire that you have is the same desire that your Heavenly Father has when it comes to hearing from you. I know I, uh, my wife and I uh, sat down with lunch with uh, Laura Harris-Smith and her husband Chris, I think it was last Thursday, and uh, she talked about this great move of God that they had in the service here recently, and she said it was one of the greatest moves of God that they had. And then the Lord told her, he said, you had that move of God because of one person that did not come to the service. Because that one person's presence was holding up an entire move of God. And the Lord began to share with her about there are many things that he desires to do in a corporate setting that he cannot because many a times his sons and daughters are so fleshly. Um, we get sometimes caught up in ministry and different things like that. And um, you know, how many know God gave us a voice so that we can worship him. He gave you hands so that you could lift them. He gave you knees to walk on, but also that you could bow on those knees. Every time you study heaven, no one is standing. If they are, it ends with them kneeling or laying prostrate. And so, unfortunately, when you're in a corporate atmosphere, um, unfortunately, God can only go so far. Uh, you can maximize that. You know, which which we will. You see that with Bishop Oedipo's church and others that only chose. But generally with those larger churches, you don't see the, the church itself is a move of God, but you don't see move of God's in the service. It's generally, you see powerful move of God. The less people there are, the more the move of God can happen. And so I just wanted to encourage you with something that the Holy Ghost placed on my heart, and that is the greatest moves of God you will ever see is if you do this right in your home by yourself because it's not limited by anything except for you. And a lot of times, you know, um, over the years I've heard people who they love the worship but they don't, read, they don't like to read the Bible. You have other individuals that they, they, they love to read the word but they don't worship. It's called a religious spirit. It's supposed to do both. I mean, you know, you need water and you need food. You need vegetables and you need meat and bread. Okay, so, so I just wanted to read this scripture. It says, now in the church, assembly at Antioch, there were prophets, inspired interpreters of the will and purposes of God. That's the best definition I've heard. And teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Black, Lucius, of Cyrene, Manian, a member of the court of Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. This is a multicultural group of individuals. And while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Ghost said, separate now for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And that is, uh, Holy Spirit placed that scripture. Um, I had only planned on doing question and answer tonight, which I may not do at all. Um, and so as we were worshiping, the Lord placed that upon my heart about these two passages. I'm gonna read the next one in a moment. But, but this is a, these are one of the small itty bitty principles from hearing from God and that is that they minister to the Lord and they fasted praying is not ministering to the Lord praying is asking God to send angels to do warfare on your behalf in the planet prayer is praying forth the will of God so that they can carry out the business and the will of the kingdom of God okay so that's what prayer does worship is ministering to the Lord it's you lifting your hands, it's you praying, it's you telling him how good he is. You've told him, you told him 300 times, but you tell him again. It's you, it's you using, it's as you, you focus in and you let this natural world go, you begin to just focus in on, as you're worshiping him, you're using your mind to try to come up with other words that you could use and synonyms, you know, that you could come up with and tell God how good he is. There'll never be enough words to tell him. And the Bible says if you had 10,000 tongues, it wouldn't be enough. But it's you going as far as you can go, even if you just say hallelujah a hundred times, even if you just say, Lord, I love you, you know, 500 times. It's not necessarily the wording. It's what do you mean from your heart? And if you can't come up with nothing else, then just say the same thing you said the other 50 times. And so many people are missing out on this because in our personal lives, 
we are carnal and we come to church to try to be spiritual. And, and, and that's the reason why, if, let me tell you something, if you don't lift your hands at home, you won't lift them in the audience. If you don't kneel at home, you won't kneel at the audience. And in, in the corporate atmosphere, because the corporate, corporate atmosphere is always the easiest. Because, you know, if, if you have your hands in your pockets, I have a bad habit of doing that, by the way, and I'm always remembering, get your hand out your pockets and lift your hands. Get your hands out your pockets, okay? And so, but, but if my hands are in my pockets and that individual next to me is, is, has their hands lifted, when I open my eyes and I'm out of my peripheral vision, I see their hands lifted, it's gonna encourage me to lift my hands. The Bible says to stir one or another up to, to good works. So in a corporate atmosphere, it becomes easier because if you see one person go to the altar, then, then it might encourage you to go to the altar. If you see another person scream, it might cause you to scream. Another person starts singing out loud, it might cause you to sing out loud, okay? But, but at home, you gotta do what David did. He said, I gotta encourage myself. At home, you gotta stir up the gift that's within you because you don't have nobody there. And at home is when you're sitting there thinking about how you're gonna get your bills paid. At home is when you're thinking about the fact that you can't stand your spouse. At home is when you're thinking about, man, I hope my child is not dead because they're not living for the Lord. At home, you're concerned, you're worried, you're concerned, you're worried. But at church, we all just kind of worship and speak well together. But at home is where the rubber meets the road. And so if you can worship God like this at home, then God will answer you differently than he will in the corporate atmosphere. Because to be able to do this at home requires a greater drive, a greater commitment, more intestinal fortitude, requires you to let go of the flesh. Sometimes you gotta do this by faith. Sometimes you feel like you're about to pull your hair out, pull your eyebrows out. Sometimes you feel like you wanna kill yourself. You have to drop to your knees and you have to do it by faith. What we mean by that is, tell God how good he is while you don't feel like telling him how good he is. Worship him and it feels like your lips are rusty and dusty. Worship him and come up with words and synonyms and tell him how good he is and how your needs are met in spite of how you feel. You have to do that sometimes. You have to say, Lord, I do that. I mean, I, I do this many a times and say, Lord, I don't feel like doing this, but my feelings are not reality. I'm going to do this by faith. And if you just continue with that, then the feelings will line up. And so what I don't want you to do, and the Lord doesn't, let me tell you something, the Lord wants to bless all of us more then you want to be blessed. And so the Lord, when you do something, the Lord will let you do it, but he will always come and give you even a, 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 mild, a rebuke or an encouragement or a boost because he knows that what you're doing here, that if you would do it at home, that you'll even get a greater result. And here, it says, as they minister to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, and he may not say it right then while you're worshiping. Sometimes it works like a homing pigeon. You know, with those homing pigeons, they get the little pigeon and they put a, a little letter, I'm sorry, a little note on his feet and they send that thing away and they just wait. They just wait. See it with an email. I mean, you know, you send someone an email. You may get an instant reply or you may not get a reply for a few days. You can send someone a text. They may text right back or it may be a few hours. You can send someone and leave, uh, call someone and leave them a voicemail and they may not get back with you in four days. And so with God, he chooses and he determines when he wants to speak. And so many a times in this atmosphere here and in this atmosphere at home, you're doing that and it's like sowing a seed and then you're waiting for the answer to come back. It's like throwing something out on the ocean and you wait for the bottle to come back. And, and, but if you, don't, if you don't practice it, and then, and then watch this. See, one of the things that I like about tonight, I'm always, be, I'm always trying to be sensitive. You never get it right. Always remember that. You never get it right. You just get it partially right. You just keep trying so the Lord rewards you because of the try. I never get it right. I don't know when to shut this off, when to get up, when to get down. And sometimes I get up, people wish I wouldn't get up. Sometimes people wish I would get up sooner. I can't follow people. I got to follow what I believe. Okay. And so, um, and so what was I saying, Jesus? Um, um, oh, yes. So, so sometimes when you, you, um, you know, you, you let that flow and, one of the things that I like is, is, is that as Zach and Billy and Tony, if you notice, let me just read the scripture first and I'm going to stop at a certain point. Um, Psalm 29. You can leave the atmosphere like this, Dino, but if you want to stand, continue standing. If you need to sit down, go ahead and sit. I'm not into trying to make people feel bad because they sit down. Y'all, in the book of Acts, it says in the book of Acts, they were with all with one accord in one place. And it says all of a sudden, like a rushing mighty wind, it says the Holy Ghost came in where they were sitting. <laughs> so, you know, 
God doesn't stop moving because you're sitting. It's more about your heart posture. They were sitting down when the Holy Ghost came to the earth the first time. I had to stay there with somebody. But sometimes you want to stand. Sometimes you just, your feet are tired. If you walk around and you job, all of that. Psalm 29, 1 through 11. Ascribe to the Lord, O sons of the mighty. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory that is due his name. Mm -mm -mm. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness or in holy array. Okay? A couple things here. The Bible says for us to give him the worship which is due him. How many of you know what the Lord is due is it what's due him is if we could do it for 24 hours, seven days a week for eternity. That's what's due him. But we do the best that we can. We haven't learned how to sacrifice and linger and do these things. <clears throat> it says, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The more holy your lifestyle, the more beautiful your worship will be received from heaven. People that live in sin and worship God, that is very perverted. Because um, you're supposed to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness or in holy array. Many of us came from traditional churches like I did. And this is the scripture that they used to say that you had to dress up when you went to church. Because of this one scripture. It says, the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is upon many great waters. Let me stop here just for a moment. Because, you know, we just came back from vacation. And um, I didn't know the Lord was setting me up for some stuff. He would tell me when I got back. We had our Joshua 1.8. Joshua chapter 1 conversation yesterday and today. It was the Lord telling me, this is it, son. Blueprint is done. Give me some stiff instructions. Okay. And so... When we're out there on the ocean, it's just amazing how the place that we were at, the ocean comes in very, very uh, tumultuous. I mean, just so tumultuous, they don't allow you on that side to go into the water. They just came in and they're just crashing. And they just came in and they're just crashing. It comes in and it's just crashing. And, and every time it comes in, though, it brings in something with it. You know, and so like, you know, a couple of my daughters, they would go out there, you know, a couple times a day particularly Elizabeth, and she would just look for seashells. You look for seashells, look for seashells. Why? Because the ocean kept bringing in things that were treasures to her. Okay? Bring up other things. And so, in this, and so these physical things that the Lord talks about have a spiritual connotation to it. And so, because the Spirit of God moves in waves. It just moves in waves. And if you notice, particularly if you all that were here at 615, you know, technically we're supposed to start at 645, but here we just start whenever we just show up you know and 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 you noticed how how there was like a wave where where i mean you're standing out on the ocean before the before the wave crashes you feel and see the buildup then you get the ultimate crash then it dies down and so you see that with the music what it was doing it was the holy spirit bringing in wave after wave you, you, you see the music it was start started low and then it crescendoed like a big wave and we all begin to rejoice boom then it died down and 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 then you know you saw Zach come back again with a different wave and, and many a times what he did was each wave was a slightly different variation of what he was playing see and so you have to learn how to roll with that roll with that because each wave that comes in is the Lord leaving stuff on the inside of you see and and if you're too impatient you miss you, you end up missing the future waves you know, if I had stopped it an hour ago or I stopped it a half an hour ago, we would have missed certain things. And you never get a chance to see what that stuff is. The stuff just shows up in your life in the future. And so, so I just wanted to read that. Let's just read the rest. It says, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon, Syrian, Mount Hermon, like a young wild axe. In other words, I'll put it in my own language. The voice of the Lord can make the trees dance and destroy them at the same time. The voice of the Lord splits and flashes forth forked lightning. The voice of the Lord makes the wilderness to tremble. And the Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the hinds bring forth their young, and his voice strips bare the forest. While in his temple everyone is saying, Glory. The Lord sat as king over the deluge. 
the Lord still sits as king and forever. The Lord will give unyielding and impenetrable strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with what? Peace. Okay. And so, uh, so that's the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord is very, 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 very powerful. And that's why, you know, I, for me, I tend to identify with the majestic part because there have been times in my life where that small still voice speaks and when, and when it speaks it's like the it's like the whispering voice of a king it's just full of majesty and he can whisper to you but but it's it the whisper is so loud you can hear it above one million people like i did one time i was in a festival one time with one million people and my kids with me this was years ago they had a fair's wheel and it was an african festival and they had all of this music going on and it just as loud and I walked away from one of my daughters and and in the midst of all of that noise I heard that small still voice of majesty say where's Sophia because I had walked away from one of my daughters and that voice got my attention I turned around and Sophia was way back there she probably doesn't even remember that she's crying because she had, we had walked away from her in a crowd of over one million people and so so how many of you know it's important for you to hear that voice and and like the Lord told Rick Jordan he said my people have missed more opportunities to hear from my voice than they could count because of carnality because of the religious mindset because of wanting to have our own way because of wanting to be in a rush okay one of the things that'll mess you up big time y'all is this right here so this is this right here people don't understand that when you come into the house of god there's an atmosphere here and the lord is recording he's watching and, and he said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them walking around recording and watching. One lady who operates in discerning of spirits, the Lord opened up her eyes. And she said, right in the midst of worship, she said, Lord, opened up her eyes. And she said, Jesus Christ was walking amongst the people. And she said, she said what he would do is he would, he would stand in front of someone. And when he stood in front of the person, their heart would open up. And she, she like, like their physical heart, it would open up and Jesus was able to read your heart to see if what was coming out of your mouth was really lining up with what was in your, what was in your heart. You know, some people say stuff and they really don't mean it. Some people say stuff because it's religious. I'm just encouraging you that some of your greatest experiences will come when you just pour out your heart to the Lord, whether it's here or whether it's home. But your greater, greater results will be at home. Because unfortunately, there are some people that their carnality clouds up the atmosphere. Their sinful lifestyle clouds up the atmosphere. People always want to talk about, I want to see the glory of the Lord. I don't pray those prayers. I'm just being honest with you. I don't pray that prayer. I want to see the glory of the Lord because you're asking for death. Because when Moses asked to see the glory of the Lord, what did God tell him? He said, you ain't qualified for that. I can just show you my goodness. And when it comes to that, I'm going to show you my backside. People ask, you know, we have these songs, you know, show us your glory. And his thing is can't do that until you get to the other side because if there's one dot of sin in you that glory is designed to destroy any darkness and as a sapphire learned that many other people will too today okay so so i'm just encouraging you in this moment that's all i felt like i was supposed to share you know and um because there are things that you need to hear there are things that you need to hear there are things that you need to hear and 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 our carnality and our lack of time you know what i'm going to read to you this word thank you jesus mm. read this word to you I tell you lord lord is amazing now, where is the word at it's a powerful word somebody who operates in the prophetic i don't know if they shared this on the call or not but i'm going to read it it says, as I wake you in the early hours of the day, take that as a grand opportunity to break away, not an occasion to remain asleep. Supermen and superwomen are created and fortified when others sleep. The answers to those questions will come in those hours prior to your regular waking moments. Answer when I call and you will begin to see what has remained hidden. This one revelation will set you apart for eternity. 
The instruction that comes will be a direct rhema word from heaven that will not be released or caught any other way. Your obedience to my prompting will unlock the door for the miraculous. Your disobedience will allow you to remain as you are. How much do you want what I have to offer? What are you willing to lose or let go of for the sake of my name and my kingdom? What kind of father doesn't speak to his children? I desire to speak with you intimately, so answer when I call. So that's powerful. And I just fit right in. One of the things that I have to learn because I'm open to this. I'm open to this. So whatever you're open to, the Lord will then work with you. Um, and so I'm always looking how the Lord will do these puzzle pieces where he'll give me something. I'm like, oh, this is good. And I just set it there for a moment. And then he gives me something over here. I'm like, oh, wow, that's good. And I set it there. And then I come here. And then the Holy Spirit says, yeah, those puzzle pieces you set to the side, it's because they fit here. So I'm always, that's just how the Lord pulls my intellect and my spirit, man, into being sensitive that the Lord can use a brick or a chair to get up and speak. So I just wanted to share that with you all. Um, in, in this regards, you know, the church has arrived at a new season. And um, I will be making not major, major changes. We'll be instituting some major things. But I will be making some changes and I would suggest that you roll with those changes um, like the Holy Spirit told me you did not get here by being out the will of God and so how I many you know people don't like change but see y'all don't even like to change the same man to the change you know and that's okay that's okay you know but always remember this you all um, and I say this and I really mean it unfortunately I am always further down the road than the congregation, unfortunately. And as leaders, we wish it wasn't that way. Because when you study the scripture carefully, the Lord is always talking to the leader about stuff that he'll never talk to the people about. He's always showing the leader things that he won't show. And we, honest to God, wish that he would tell everybody. He would share everybody. He's like, no, you tell them. If they don't want to follow you, that's their problem. So, you know, there's some things that I'll be doing and adjustments that I'll be making because it's very, very serious. We have arrived at a as the, uh, my father says, the ark of revival has arrived on our shores. And we went out on the street and got 500 some people saved in two days. That was a test. And so uh, we immediately did some conference calls and we have a, a, a blueprint in place and the Lord has given us great wisdom. And now we're getting ready to institute it. And, uh, and so once it's there, I was just like, I mean, it was, for the first time I told my Lord, I would say I'm a little afraid and intimidated by this because I know what we have the ability to do. I used to always disagree with people when they say, you know, some people are afraid of success. I was like, no, they're afraid of failure. They're not afraid of success. I mean, it was easy to judge somebody else until you get to that bridge. <laughs> okay, so, but either way, you just jump and the Lord, you know, gave me the same speech that he came to Joshua. And when Joshua responded to that speech, that, uh, that uh, speech, you know, Joshua won so much, he got tired of winning. So, you know, I'm just encouraging you to, again, practice these things, do these things. Did you have some? Oh. And so, uh, y'all ready? And so, uh, now let me say something. Is that there will still be times when we will have these type of services. But there will be times when we will not. You have to know how to shift. It's wonderful that we can worship. It's wonderful that we do all of the things that we do. But the most important thing for a church is its ability to win souls and connect them to Jesus Christ. So as a result of that, we won't always be able to do this. In the future, we'll have to have special services with this, special services even with deliverance. You know, and so, but we can't always just keep doing the same thing. It's about souls, souls, souls. One group will catch the fish and the other group will clean them. That's the main focus of the kingdom of God. All of the prophetic and all of the uh, gifts of the spirit and, and, and all of those things, those are wonderful and those are important. And you are out of order if you get rid of them, but it's still all about souls, 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 souls. The Lord has given us an opportunity to uh, populate heaven. So I'm encourage you to be faithful. I'm encourage you to be willing to give up your life, of your time, your energy, finances, all of those things. Go. So, 
you know, so it's getting ready to rock and roll. Okay? Couldn't make it over to the minister's conference. Bishop Oyedipo was right in the midst of their minister's conference. And um, it's just amazing how your connection to a thing controls it at the same way as the thing you're connected to without you even looking at that thing. And it's just very, very scary. So either way, I don't want to talk too much. So again, I just want to encourage you, okay? You minister to the Lord and fast, or even if you don't fast, minister to the Lord at home, okay? And you do prayer, but prayer moves the angels, worship moves God. God by, When you worship God, he bypasses everything. He gets off his throne, comes right in the midst of where you are. If you'd like to have a, a good book on that, Good Morning Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. If you'd like to know the secret behind why he says, Oh, great the Lord. People just start getting healed and demons start being cast out. It's because of what he does in his private time. Private time. It's the private thing. Okay. Uh, I wanted to post something, you know, but um, I didn't. So careful what I post, and I wanted to post on social media. You know, everybody now puts up their church services and puts the fire emoji next to it and takes pictures. And I was so tempted to put out there that the greatest moves of God that ever happened in a church service you will never see. Because when the presence of God comes in, everybody was on the floor, and you don't have the ability to record it. So, your greatest moves of God are the ones you never see. You never see them. Jesse the planets talked about being them, and they're rare, rare. Jesse the planets talked about being in one. He said one. He said the presence of God came in, and he said it came in so strong no one could stand up. He said the sinners were crawling on their hands and knees to the car. He said one guy said, I am not into this. See, you see that in the Old Testament. Why? Worshiping, sacrificing. And the presence of God came in so strong, he said the priests could not even stand up to do their job. Okay? So the greatest moves of God will not be the ones you see on television, on social media. It will always be the ones that you will never see. And they are extremely rare. Times God will visit a group to let them know, I'm still with you. Okay? But, uh, but it's just unfortunate. So again, if you want to see those things, for the most part, you see them at home. But I believe as a church that we are positioning ourselves more and more to be able to create these things. And so uh, we shall see. <clears throat> I want to put up a couple of announcements. Thank you, O oh Lord God. Because these will be very important in the month of July. Very important that I announcement now. Next week, we will not be having worship services on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, <clears throat> I know it's 4th of July, but I really don't care about stuff like that. I just, because it's the 4th, I just, I'm going to be gone. I shouldn't say, well, actually, I'm going to be gone. Um, I'm pretty much 90% I'm going to be out of town uh, Monday through possibly Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, and then I think Devon is supposed to be gone. I know Garner and Francie, I think they're supposed to be gone oh, that following weekend. A lot of us are going to be gone. Either way, we're taking that week as a break, as a reset, before we jump into this. So you have that. You can take a picture of it. Uh, my next ministry training session will be July the 6th at 7.45 a.m. So for you all that are called to full-time ministry or want more information about what you should be doing, um, those ses that first session, my wife said, she said, I don't know what that is. She said, but that first session, that was weird. I said, what you mean? She said, I can't explain it. It was weird. And it was weird for me. It, I knew that I can't explain it. I knew it was the beginning to something that we can't explain in the future. It's the Lord setting us up, that ministry thing. Spiritual growth classes, July 13th and July 20th at 8.30 a.m. here. For you all that are new, I'll be contacting most of you. I'm going to do a separate one at Riverdale at the same time. Uh, the inner healing and deliverance training will be on July the 27th at 8 a.m. So if any of you are interested in getting more information or you believe the Lord is calling you to that department um, to serve, feel like that's a calling upon your life or you just want to help in that area, <laughs> Excuse me. Inner healing and deliverance training will be July 27th at 8. And we'll keep repeating this. And then uh, July 15th through the 19th will be a week of fasting. Um, and so we're going to do it that Monday through that Friday. You'll have a choice. You can do three days on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You can do Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Or you can do Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We're going to encourage you to attempt to do three days of no food for that week. So we're giving you time. Because if you don't know, like me, you can't just jump into that. 
gotta psych myself up. I gotta have a plan. Kayla Rana don't be cooking my favorite meal during this week. You know, don't order a little Caesar's pizza for the kid. I gotta do, I, gotta, I might have to go someplace. You know, and so, uh, but July the 15th through the 19th, we will have that week of fasting. And this is all for the purpose of positioning us to do what it is that we're going to do. So, with that, I'll share these last couple of things. It's very important for us to continue being faithful on us praying. The ministry is getting ready to take a turn. It's already taking a turn. I've been asking the Lord to kind of chill it. He won't. Um, you know, I mean, this past Sunday at the Riverdale location. I mean, the past Sunday at the Riverdale location, we... Because <clears throat> we're not consistently every week having first-time visitors, and every week we have people joining the church. And at the Riverdale, which we knew this was going to happen, you know, I'm preaching, and 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 this one lady gets up, walks toward the back, and it's so funny at Riverdale. If one person gets up while I'm preaching, two other folk over here get up. They're like, "Oh, we think this is it." <laughs> it's hilarious to watch this, and then the audience disconnects from me. I'm still preaching, but no one's paying attention because, like, oh, we think it's getting ready to happen again. And it's usually right 99% of the time. And so, uh, and so, you know, the lady gets up, then another person gets up, and here comes somebody on this side coming to get my wife, the demon slayer, take her to the back. And, uh, and so then I'm preaching, and then another lady got up, and she went to the back, and another person got up, and the first person came back to their seat, you know, and then a third person got up, and I'm just like, Lord Jesus, help me to get through the sermon. You know, and the third person got up, and they throwing up in the bathroom. You know, and uh, I don't know what happened to the second person. And then the fourth person got up near the end of the service and they were in the back. So the one girl throwing up in the bathroom and my wife casting it even out of the lady in the back. And the last lady, that took about an hour and a half. It's about an hour and a half. I don't know if it was an hour and a half or two hours. My wife just kind of stood by and let the people do it. And, um, and I'll talk about that this weekend. Um, I'm going to talk about three demons this weekend that I think you need to know about. One is called the record keeper. And he identified himself that way. He said, I'm the one who keeps track of all your thoughts and uses them to my advantage at the right moment. And, uh, you know, you, you, these are not scary, but it's scary because, you know, with deliverance, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's just amazing. The very thing that the church won't do is the secret to finding out our personal advancement. And to hear what they say and what they expose, it, it, it just shows just what they're doing in your mind all day. And so, uh, so we're going to talk about, you know, really just rejection spirit, um, the record keeper, and then, their, uh, and then how their goal and how you, you know, just some things. And another Jamaican spirit, I don't know what that is, what's up with Jamaican all of a sudden. And, I mean, the thing manifested in that woman first thing he said was she dirty man she dirty why you want her man she dirty nobody want her man she dirty man she dirty it's just <laughs> you know and you're just sitting there like okay where's it you know and you know and then you question it afterwards like is that a jamaican spirit from that region which is most likely or did he learn the language you know it's just you know these are things that i think about you know, and um, I know Derek Prince cast went out and he decided to interview the thing because the thing said he was from a part of Africa that Derek Prince know that most people don't even know because they're not on the map. He said, see how this thing is telling the truth. He said, you from this part of Africa? He said, yeah. He said, the tribe does over there. Is it this tribe? He said, no. Is it this tribe? He said, no. Is it this tribe? He said, yes. And this blew Derek Prince's mind because there was a season when he was in Africa and he was in a remote part. And he said, no one knows about this tribe. And um, so long story short, you know, um, Derek Prince said something. He said, well, how much do you know about me? He said, everything. He said, we follow you everywhere you go. It's very, a lot of lessons that we can learn that help us move fast in the future. He casted out one day in that very same spirit. They talked about how they love church conferences because it's full of carnality love church conferences and they said something that was very scary and they start naming preachers that they were they that were their favorite from the past and they said one of the favorite preachers from the past was a.a. allen many of you don't know who a.a. allen was he was a great man of god operated greatly in the supernatural but he fell at the end crashed at the end okay he became i believe he became an alcoholic at the end okay and uh you know because again these men were great men 
They didn't know how to handle the dark side. Nobody was there to tell them. And the demon said, he said, yeah, we, life, we love him because his prophecies in the last days, he thought were from God, but they were from us. That's why we like him. See, so, so these, it's nothing to be alarmed of. It's actually something to rejoice because as we keep doing the deliverance part, the deliverance part, um, the inner healing part, you end up finding out what they were working on and the secrets concerning this individual, what messes people up. The deliverance part, they, they expose themselves. There's something about that. They expose themselves and, and you can learn great lessons from that. And I'm going to talk about that this weekend, about the record keeper and how these things, they don't have bad memories, folks. They remember everything. They remember everything. Um, you got in the spiritual dimension, people that have been caught out of their bodies and caught into that dimension, they will tell you that the moment you go into that dimension, you know everything by a thousand. Okay? You know everything. And so, you know, in order to help people get set free and get set free fast, we got to talk about these things. So, um, so it's going to be really, really good. I forgot what my last announcement was. I guess it's no big deal. So don't worry, I didn't forget about small groups. I'm just trying to determine if I'm going to do the conference call this Sunday or next Sunday. It's a lot. So I'm having to rant. <clears throat> you know what convicted me a little bit was when Randall spoke Saturday. And he talked about, you ever notice those scriptures that he read talking about how the preacher were doing this everywhere and they were going everywhere. It's one group that wasn't. It was the apostles. They were sitting still because in the book of Acts they said, it's not right for us to get caught up in all of this. They said, we need to give our attention to the word of God in prayer. So that kind of hit me in my gut, you know. And so uh, so it's taking me to just sit down, pray, and, and, and open up my mind to the Holy Spirit. And you would think it's like, no, it's just doing such and such. No, okay, it's, it's me having to go through a fog to get an answer. Got to wade through the fog to get an answer. There's a heavy, heavy army against this ministry. It's heavy. It's like a thick darkness in the fog. It's like do whatever you can to stop this ministry because their influence is already too great. So I'm just encouraging you to keep on praying, keep on being faithful. Don't lose it because you fail or uh, uh, keep on going, folk. You're still here. Would you say that? Okay. Lastly, I will get you, I didn't even think about, we didn't let you know about where Ariana is. Um, my wife and I may have to go to Virginia. Right now she is in jail in Virginia. Um, the Lord, so just pray for her. Um, there's nothing wrong, but the Lord orchestrated events in such a way where she would have to go back and take care of something in her past. And it's scary to see how he did it. I mean, he orchestrated it with the children, orchestrated it with her right before we went on vacation. I mean, it's just bam. And so, so in order for her to take care of something that has to do with family business with her children, in order for her to take care of something, it required her to turn herself in and go to jail. And, um, and so, uh, so we've been communicating with her. My wife is in contact with all of the lawyers and all of the type of stuff. Let me tell y'all something, y'all. My wife should have been a CSI investigator. She was she was feeding that lawyer information. The lawyer was like, "What?" And so my wife has a gift to find out any loophole, any mistake. I mean, thinking on a high level when she get into that mode, it's really really scary to see. She has it's really the the same mentality as a forensics or CS. I keep saying CSI as a forensics person. Or an investigator, but it just operates like with her or that on the spiritual side. It's very y'all have most of you haven't seen my wife in that mode. It's a very scary mode to see her in. I mean, it's very amazing. And she, I swear, boy, the police officers would try to hire her. But uh, but so, so yeah, so she so she was here in um, right down the street at the Cobb Detention Center. And so we were able to uh, visit with her and talk to her and all of that type of stuff. And they let us know it would be two, three weeks before she would be extradited to Virginia where she is now so she has a court appointment uh tomorrow and monday where we find out what the final results are and everything like that so everything is looking good so far but how you know things take time you know the system now i will say this is that is that when she went in there what could have possibly taken five to six months took two weeks so she had favor with the police officers and they let her use the phone free of charge and, and all of those things. And so so that's where she is. I didn't really think about it until my, tomorrow. I think we better tell the congregation. Um, and so we said that we, we would share that with you. So that's what's going on with her. But the Lord orchestrated in a such a way where she would have people on the outside. She would have us, you know, uh, another individual um, that kind of keep it quiet about that she has contact with. And 
and so having that connection for somebody to um, work for her to speed it along and give the lawyers and everybody the information that they need because if you don't have nobody you get stuck in that system it's crazy because we've been talking to her she she like dad this is crazy she said she said the only reason i can call y'all is because y'all put money on my books she's got we got people and she said there are tons of people in here she says they can't call because their family won't even put money on the books they just stuck in here forgotten and so but in order for her to fulfill her call for restoration the Lord knew that she was going to have to get on top of that. It's not something that she did. It was more ignorance than her doing something on purpose. It was just ignorance she didn't know. I'll never forget that police officer told me when he had me hemmed up. He said, sir, your ignorance of the law does not mean you will not be penalized. I never forgot that. So it's just something that she did not know. And so, but you still got to pay. And so that's where she is. But the Lord just set it up where she would just, y'all know what I'm saying. So, you know, so uh, you can pray for her, just pray for favor, pray for her to get the right judges, right lawyers, all of those things. And just to surround her um, where she is because you are around a bunch of crazy people. And, um, but it's still amazing because I, we talked to her on the phone one time. She was doing really, really well. And because, you know, if you're not used to being in jail, that can be an emotional experience. So she was in there and we were talking to her. Right when we were talking to her, she just lost it. When I say she just lost it, I mean she just, you know, she just lost it, you know. And and yet, there was a lady right there. She, I mean, she lost it and walked away from the phone. And we're like, hello, hello. We just had to, we heard her just just wailing in the background. And and yet the Lord had someone right there in the jail to minister to her like she was a full mature preacher and everything. I'm listening. All right. I'm like, all right, this is good. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. Shh, I'm trying to hear. And the girl, the Holy Ghost was using that girl. I mean, ooh, I mean, the girl was just slicing and dicing and just, I mean, just brought Arian all the way back down to a place of normal. So she came back to the moon. Hello, hello, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And so, so that's how you pray, you know, and told Arana that it's my side to be there all that I can do. But it's also Jesus' responsibility to take care of her. But we got to pray. So, so we just don't, you know, we're just not letting it go and all of those things. So again, let me tell you something. You know, it's something that my wife said, and then I'll let you go. She said something, and this, is, this could be true. Because how I many know we always think we'll do the right thing if the Lord just tells us? Lord, if you tell me to go to Tibet and rescue a Chinese man on the backside of a mountain because he's an analogist, I'll do it and spend my own money till he tell you to do it. And so my wife said, she said, Ofa, she said, I have to be honest with myself. She said, had I known we would have to deal with all of this, would I have still made the decision? And that's where you have to be honest with yourself. There are things the Lord will tell you to do before the drama shows up to get you to commit to it so that you'll stick through the drama. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Because there are some things that you do have the ability to go through, but you don't think you have the ability to go through. And so the Lord will trick you into a situation that you think is gonna be smooth, and when you commit to it, let me tell you something. We didn't even find none of this out until the next day after we had went to the court and done the adoption and got it notarized. Then the next day is when all of this broke. It was just strategic. Hey Lord, let me help you all out because you know you ain't as deep as you think you are, son. Okay, and so, so he set it up that way because there are some things he'll Lord will trick you into at first. And then you're too late, you got to deal with the trouble and because you're forced to deal with the trouble, you then make it to the other side where everything is wonderful. Okay, so as you know, we always promise you we'll be as transparent as we can be for the purpose of helping you. Bible says for us to not to control the flock, control the flock, but be examples to the flock. So as you know, we share these things, and I mean, you know, we are not an example. We're an example of what the Lord can do. And if you follow those footsteps, the Lord will do a whole lot more for you than he did for us. That's how it's supposed to go. The people who come behind you go faster. Okay, so uh, so we just want to let you know what's going on, and I'm sure that that you know that that book and that chapter of the story is being written, written, and so we'll see what happens as a result of it. And so there's a possibility that um, we may have to literally drive to Virginia straight after service <laughs> on Sunday. I'm like, Lord, please don't let it be no demons on Sunday. Please don't let it be no demons on Sunday. I need you to chill all that out just for one weekend. 
I'm just playing. If it is, we got other people that are qualified to deal with that. They have been doing just fine at the Sunday location. We've just been sitting back watching them roll with it. Just giving little tweaks to make it move faster. They could get the job done, but we're there to give them little tweaks. Hey, do this and you can move faster. Do this and move faster while we ourselves are still learning. Okay, so, uh, so we may have to book out of here on Sunday and be gone on Monday or Tuesday. And depending, if we have to go, and depending on how it goes, I might have to skirt over to the White House for a second. Because the court is, uh, the court is uh, 50 minutes from the White House. And unfortunately, I've never been to Washington, D.C. Yeah, I feel like a heathen. So I, I told my wife, we need to go ahead and plan a trip. Her and I can just go to Washington. My kids have been, but I haven't. Some of them have been. Just go to Washington, you know, just walk around for two, three days to see the monuments and the Martin Luther King Museum and the Vietnam War, uh, Vietnam War vet uh, stuff, all of that stuff. And then try to get up in the White House. You know, if I do, I'm going to have a story. You know, good and well, if I get up in that White House to take a picture of Donald Trump, whoo, <laughs> just happened to man. So we'll see. But either way, just wanted to let you know those things. So let's go ahead and stand. Thank you, O oh Lord God. Hallelujah. I think I got a little intimidated. And I don't think I would have got intimidated if I hadn't seen what I saw overseas. So I think that's what's kind of alarming me, you know, but how many know there are some things that you can't figure out. You just got to run with it. You got to jump into it. You got to just run at the dragon and start swinging. And so, you know, how many of you know the cost for souls is much bigger than our feelings? Us being uncomfortable and all of those things. And I have to be totally honest with you, you know, here lately I've been so keenly aware we'll be worshiping. You know, particularly on the weekends and, you know, the crowd is filling in and I'll be sitting there and y'all are worshiping and, and I get uncomfortable because I think about how the people are here because of my obedience and, and uh, the people are coming because of that obedience and the people are joining us from out over, overseas and domestically because of that obedience, you know, and people are flying in from out of town just to come to church service because of that obedience and, and you start getting scared, you know. You know, because you realize the, the weight of it is so many men that have disobeyed God. <clears throat> so many men that have disobeyed God. So many men that love ministry and not men. And just the, just the weight of that. <clears throat> you know, I'm normally a chilled out, you know, lighthearted type of guy. You know. <clears throat> but there are some weights, y'all, you got to just, you got to buck up and say, okay, you know, um, I just got to come out of my comfort zone. And it's just an awesome responsibility. And I don't think there will ever even be a temptation for me to fall by the wayside and get over into pride and things like that because I know how it works. It doesn't matter. You still feel the weight of it when you're like, man, the decisions that I make and what I do, you know, my, if, I, if I get it right, multitudes coming in. If I, if I get it wrong, it means I miss people. If I get it right, I mean, the ship moves at 100 miles an hour. If I get it wrong, it might slow down to 50 miles an hour. And, you know, and there are moments in the service where you all are worshiping and I just stare and, and I'm just like, this is crazy, you know. And then when I think about what's overseas and where the Lord has taken us, you know, I wonder what Oyedipo thinks about, you know, when he's standing there, you see him online sometimes, he's standing there in the midst of 100,000 people. He just, he just standing there, it's a little small man, about my height or shorter, by the way, this little small man just standing there. And like this man started with three people in a hut. You know, now you got 600,000 people growing at 20 to 1,000 people, 20 to 30,000 a month. And you just keep climbing, and you just keep climbing, and you just keep climbing, and you just keep climbing. In the minister's conference right now, it's 3,000 ministers sitting down here listening to what he has to say. That's scary, folk. And I've kind of held that back. And Tanya Hall, when she came here, the one rebuke she gave me, she says, your main rebuke, son. She says, because of what the other men of God has, have done, you don't want to take on that responsibility. Um, because you care too much for people and you don't want to see them hurt and as a result you hold back and sometimes won't say certain things that need to be said and do certain things that need to be done so that's just my own personal thing that I've been working with um, but y'all praying for me too it's gonna be all right so let's lift our hands father in Jesus name we give you thanks and praise we bless and honor your holy and majestic name 
just open up your mouth and just worship God for a moment. Just thank him for the things that we have shared on tonight, you have experienced on tonight. Thank him for allowing you to be a part of something that will be more than enough, something that will make an impact forever, something that will destroy all of hell, something that once and for all will make the kingdom of God look the way that it's supposed to look, glorious. Thank you, O oh Lord God, for allowing us to be a part, choosing us. Thank you, O oh Lord God, for allowing us to not be deceived forever. Thank you, O oh Father God, for what you have done. We bless and honor your holy, majestic name, O oh Lord God. Blessed be your holy name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We give you thanks and praise. Thank you, O oh Lord God, for this night. Thank you for every person that has come out. Pray that the peace of God will go with them and all that they do. We declare, O oh Lord God, no traffic backs up. No, thank you, Lord God, no flat tires, no traffic accidents. We thank you, O oh Lord, that you have empowered us to be more than one man. You have empowered us to be a thousand men, ten thousand men. You have empowered, O oh Lord God, this church to be a nation all by itself. We ask that you would help keep us on the right path, that you will continually, O oh Lord God, create humility in us and remove all of the weeds of pride so that we can be found worthy, O oh Lord God, to carry your power and your presence to a lost and a dying world. Thank you, O oh Lord God, for what you have done. We bless and honor you for it now. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen, amen. Glory to God. Give somebody a hug. Tell them they have a blessed night. If you're a first-time visitor, you can come introduce yourself to me just for a moment.